A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land and began to be, and he began to be in want. Then he went to join himself to a citizen of the country and he sent him to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pots that the swine ate. And no one gave to him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and say to my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your servant. Make me like one of the high, your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no, no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, bring out their best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He, he was lost and is found and they began to be merry. But his older son was in the field and came, when, as he came near, he drew near to the house, he heard the music, and he called out to one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said, your brother has come because, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. And he was angry and would not go into the house. Therefore, his father came up and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lord, these many years I have been serving you, and I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat and I, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this, your son, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, came, you killed the fatted calf for him. Here ends the reading of his holy word. I don't know if there is anyone in this room who has no reason to start afresh. All of us in this room, one way or the other, have to start something afresh. Especially the relationship we have with God. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what level we are at. We can go higher. We can go deeper. We can do better. Amen. And the only way to do, to do that is to come to a realization that I need to start all over again. Amen. I need to fix things. 
sometimes what happens is that we become used to the life we have, even though it is a drop from where we used to be or where we know we ought to be. And yet because we, we, we find ourselves so you know, in a dark place, we decide that, listen, it's okay. After all, I'm just like everyone here. We are all struggling, so it's okay. Let us remain that way. Hallelujah. The story of the prodigal son is a story that we all know and we all must relate to. Are, are you with me? That God has loved us and God has given us everything that there is. He gave us life. He gave us our faculties. He gave us all that he, we need. And yet, like the prodigal son, we said, give me the portion that falls to me and let me go and spend it the way I want to spend it. And this guy went out and enjoyed himself. We are not really, we were not told how he enjoyed himself. We said he had riotous living. But the elder brother said that, no, 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 I know. He went to prostitutes. He was with prostitutes. Hallelujah. But you see, the, what I want us to, 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 to look at is not from the eyes of the, 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 the older son, but to look at through the eyes of the prodigal son. The Bible says that he came to himself. And he said, how many of my father's side servants have meat to eat and are not hungry? And I am wallowing with pigs, eating pig food. How many are eating pig food? The word pig food is not just literal pig food, but figuratively. How many are in a place where you know you don't have to be? You are in, you are, you are in a mess. Hallelujah. You are not rested. You are restless in your heart, in your soul. Everybody, you have the makeup on. Everybody knows everything is all right with you. But in your heart of heart, you know that this is not me. I am not in a place where I ought to be. I can do better than I am. The prodigal son said, listen, this is not my state. I find myself in this place. I'm not supposed to be here, but this is where I find myself. But I can go higher. I can do better. I'm asking you this afternoon, can you go higher? Can you do better than you are doing? Can we start again? It's time to press the reset button. And to say that, listen, enough is enough. I need to start all over again with God. I cannot keep on doing life, doing my, my relationship in this way, operating with God. It's like I see God high and by. High Christmas time, by New Year's Eve, and that's it. It's like people have to beg and cajole and motivate you before you come to the house of God. How are the mighty fallen? How are the mighty fallen? You used to love God more than you're doing. You used to serve God better than you're doing. You used to have a relationship with God. But look at where we are now. Tatted. You look all right. You've had your bath. You shaved. You have your perfume on. But emotionally, you are tatted. 
Spiritually, you are destitute. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it's written, there is no one righteous. No, not one. All of us can find ourselves in the, in, in the state of the prodigal son. Even I, I'm preaching, I find myself here. Hallelujah. I can do better than I am doing. And surely you can do better than you're doing. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Let's read on verse 11. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. See, we don't have an understanding that God is like the father. He is sitting afar off and he's waiting and, and saying to himself, Oh, when shall my son return? Oh, when shall my daughter return? He's waiting. He's eagerly waiting. Have you ever waited for somebody before? And you are gazing into the, 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 the back, I mean, the, the distance, hoping that you catch the silhouette of the person coming close to you. And you can't feel anybody who appears looks like the person you're waiting for. Until they come close to you and you realize that it's not the person. And you keep anticipating that the next one is going to be him. The next one is going to be her. The next one is going to be the one. And then the next one comes and it's not the person. And you keep on anticipating and waiting and waiting and waiting. God is still waiting for you. I said God is still waiting on us. I don't know about you, but God is waiting. And he's saying that when shall my daughter, when shall my son reappear? Some of us, we've forgotten our way back home. See, the prodigal son could trace his way back home. My question to you is that, can you trace your way back to God? Can you find your way emotionally, spiritually? Can you find your way back where you used to be? In your relationship, in your closet, can you find your way back? Verse 12. They have all turned aside. They have all, they have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. We have all turned aside doing our own thing. Our own thing is more important than the relationship we have with God. Staying with the prostitutes and having a good time is much better than the time we have with the father. But I want you to understand that the time with the prostitute always comes to an end. I said the time with the prostitute always comes to an end. The time that you think you are having a good time always comes to an end. And it ends with the pigs. I said the time with the prostitute, the time of feeling high, the time of, you know, enjoying life and everything ends with the pigs in the pig style, fighting with the pigs for the food that they eat. It means that you are stealing the food of the pigs. Can you imagine? You are supposed to feed them and you are stealing their food and they are fighting with you. Ask your neighbor, how far have you fallen? Eh? 
As you are asking them, they are also asking you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time for us to say, like the, the prodigal son, come to himself and say, no, I need enough is enough. Enough of this lifestyle. How many are tired of being tired? Give me a wave. You are tired of being tired. You are tired of, you know, being mediocre, being in a certain relationship. You, you know this is not, you can do better. You can sleep better. You can eat better. You can feel better. You can worship better. Enough of the pretense. Pretending to be happy when you're not happy. Pretending to be all right when you know emotionally you are dying inside. How long are we going to pretend? And how long are we going to just fake everybody else out? You can fake everybody, but you can't fake yourself. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? And the person looking back at you, are they happy? Are they in the right standing with God? Can they do better? Or is this it? Are we going to settle? When was the last time you spent time with God? When was the last time you read your Bible? When was the last time you came to God like a, like a son goes to the father? When was the last time? Today God sent me to tell you, I am still waiting. I said, God sent me to tell you, I am still waiting. Don't think that you are okay. Because when you look at the pigs, you will think that you are better. But that is not your level. You know, this guy had descended from the level of a son through the level of, of, of servants into the level of eating, fighting with pigs. How low have we sunk? It's time to press the reset. Hallelujah. And I'm going to give you five ways or five steps we are going to follow to reset. And that acronym, acronym that we're going to use is START. Somebody say START. S-T-A-R-T. START. Hallelujah. We need to start. Look at somebody and tell them we need to start. The prodigal son started. S stands for Stop making excuses. I said, stop making excuses. Stop blaming everybody but yourself. Stop saying that, listen, uh, it's not me. It was the way I was brought up. You know, if my father had looked after me, if my mother hadn't left me, I would have been better. I am on this, I am on that. I am behaving this way because this one left me. That one didn't do right by me. It doesn't matter. Stop making excuses and own your own problems. Own your, your, your own mistakes. I did it. The prodigal son did not blame his father. He did not blame his brother. He did not blame the prostitutes. He did not blame anybody by himself. He came to himself and he said, no, I have done uh, this wrong and I need to fix it. Tell somebody, I have made this mess and I need to fix it. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? 
It's time for us to fix that the mess we have made. Revelation 2 and 5. Remember therefore from where you have fallen and repent. Do the first works or else I will come quickly and remove your lampstand from its place until you repent. Amen. Remember from where you are fallen and repent. See, some of us, we, we, we know how to ask God for forgiveness. But asking God for forgiveness is not the same as repenting. The word repent means to turn around. Go the opposite direction from where you are. The prodigal son didn't say, oh, I am sorry, and still stay with the, the pigs eating. No, he got up from where the pigs were, and he walked to his father's house. And he approached his father and spoke to his father. To repent means walk away. Hallelujah. Go back to the place of, you know, the word repent comes from two words. Re, which means again, and pent, which means higher. You know, like when you say pent, the penthouse. How many know where the pent suite is? It's always at the top, isn't it? It's the highest. So it means that re, that's go back higher to where you were. So you say, when, when I say I'm repenting, you cannot stay here and say I have repented. Because repent means move from where you are. Start from here, but move to the place where he has called you. To the penthouse. To the place where you have fellowship with God. To the place where you wake up in the middle of the night and pray to your God. Have fellowship with him. Live a life that is befitting. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? 2 Corinthians 6, 2. The Bible says that, for he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Look at somebody and say, today is your day. Your day of getting things right. It's time for us to go back to the Father. Proverbs 28, 13. Bible says, He that covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Hallelujah. If we harden our heart, we'll fall into calamity. If you say that this word is not for me, listen, I'm all right by myself. I am okay to sit with the pigs. He says, if you harden your heart, then you'll fall into calamity. Am I talking to somebody? This is not a time to say that, listen, oh, you don't understand. It's, it's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Remember the story of, of Saul. Saul said that it is not my fault. It is the people. Remember what uh, Adam said. Adam said that uh, my sins is not because of what, I mean, it's not me. It's the woman you gave me. And when the Eve was asked, 
What happened? He says, not me. It is the, the snake. And when the snake was asked, the snake didn't have legs to stand on. It was a joke, in case you missed the joke. It means that he had run out of excuses. He didn't have any legs to stand on. Hallelujah. Stop making excuses. I said, stop making excuses. When David sinned, and you see, David was a, uh, uh, I was going to say David was a better boy than, than Saul. But when David sinned, David said, it is me and only me. I am the one who has made the mistake. I am the one that needs to repent. I'm the one that needs to get things right with God again. He didn't blame anybody, but he took responsibility. I pray that today you take responsibility. So, S is what? Stop making excuses. Number, the, the second one, T. Take inventory. What can God use? Take inventory. What, what did that, what, where, where have I fallen? How have the mighty fallen? How far have I gone? The Bible says that when the prodigal son came to himself, he said, how many of my father's servants have food to eat? And I sit here dying of hunger. He took inventory. The, the problem we have is that we don't like taking inventory of ourselves. When I say taking inventory, do you understand what it means? We don't do introspection. We don't look into ourselves and say, listen, this, this is not where I ought to be. I can be better than I am. Something is wrong. This is not right. It's like when you are in the house of God and you feel uncomfortable, it means something has gone wrong. Can you imagine how the, the, the prodigal son will be sitting in the same dining table that he sits every time with the father, but now he's sitting as a wretched person after going through all the, the experience, and he's sitting here, and he's, he's feeling uneasy. Now he doesn't think that he deserves to sit at the table. He wants to be made a servant. How are the mighty fallen? You used to sing in the choir. You used to work in the house of God. You used to do a lot of things for God. But today, where are we? How are the mighty fallen? It's time to take an inventory. I said it's time to take an inventory. It's time to look and see and say that, no, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Bible says, oh foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before those whose, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by works or by the, of the law or by hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit? And are you now being made perfect by the flesh? You began so well. And now you have retrogressed so much that the flesh speaks stronger than the spirit of God inside you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? 
What assets have we wasted? What emotions have we wasted? What, what level spiritually have we fallen from? You used to be the first in church. And now to go to church is a project. How many can I relate to what, what I'm saying? Now it's like you are you may be in church, but your heart is not in church. Your heart is somewhere else. I say all of us are guilty. Don't look at somebody else and excuse yourself. Am I talking to somebody? Don't look at somebody else. It is you I'm talking to. The next one, S T A. S-T-A, act in faith. Faith is an active word. I say faith is an active word. If I say stand, you will not sit and look at me. You will do an action, isn't it? You will stand to your feet. You will do something. In the same way, faith is something that has to push you. The guy knew that his father would receive him. So he acted on the faith. And he took the action. He started walking back home. Are you going to start walking emotionally, spiritually to God? Or you are going to sit where you are sitting? Are you going to say, this is how I am. It's okay. No. It is not okay. It's time to reset. It's time to start. Stop making excuses. Take inventory. Act on it. Take an action. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor by you and say, act. I said, push your neighbor by you and say, act. I didn't say tap. I said, push them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just in case they were sleeping. 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians 7, 10. Let's start from 7, 9. Now I rejoice, not that you are made... You were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in the godly manner, that you might not suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you... Sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produces in you. It produced in you. That clearing of yourself. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all these things you prove yourself to be clear in this matter. What Paul was saying that when they received the word. They were bent inside, and then they repented. They felt sorry. But their sorrow was not a condemning sorrow. It was a sorry that made them want to do something about their situation. So they got up, and they made a good proof of the state of their heart of feeling sorry by changing their lives and doing something better than they were doing before. Hallelujah. Stop regretting and start repenting. Regretting will keep you in the past. Repenting will move you forward. You can tweet that. Hallelujah. 
I said, stop regretting and start repenting. Regretting will keep you in the past. Repenting will move you forward. Sometimes you need to take the first step. Fear paralyzes you. Sometimes the embarrassment. Can you imagine this particular guy? The way his, you know, I'm sure that when he took his father's uh, money and goods and was leaving, a lot of neighbors saw him. In fact, uncles and aunties were called to speak to him to try and put some sense in his head. And he decided, no, I won't listen to anybody and everybody. I am going to do what I want to do. And now he's done all that. And he's he's coming back empty-handed. And he can think, he can hear what the people are thinking as he's coming. Here comes the idiot who wasted everything. Here comes the person who has made a wreck of his life. But he damned the consequences and damned the thoughts of the people. He did not allow the people's shame on him to prevent him from going. Nike says something. Just do it. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, just do it. Amen. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20, the Bible says that just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, came behind him and touched the hedge of his cloak and said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Then Jesus turned and saw and said, take heart, daughter. And he said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that very moment. Faith is an expression of action. Amen. The next one is R. Refocus. Start. S-T. So start. S is what? Stop making excuses. T is what? Take inventory. A is what? Act in faith. R is refocus. Refocus your energies. Refocus your, your mind. Refocus means to think right. Wrong thinking is what has brought us to this, po- this, this point. Right thinking will take us away from here. Hallelujah. Yesterday we visited a brother and we're having a chat. And he said that, he said something that really, you know, I, 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 I thought about it later. But he said that, Pastor, when I came, before my trouble started, I was proud. That's what he said. He said, I was proud. We visited him in prison yesterday. And he said, Pastor, when you were talking to me, Back then, I did not listen to you because I was proud. What it means is that now he has realized what he did wrong and is refocusing his mind to think. You know, it's not easy for anybody to say that I was proud. Do do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody will point would take attention of them, deflect attention of them, and say that it was somebody, or it was this, but he he said that it's not, it was not my father, it was not my mother, it it was me. Even when I came to you, you could have helped me, but I did not listen to you, because I was proud. Pride will always take us back. Pride will always move us from receiving what God has for us. It's time to 
change the way you think. Sometimes refocusing means change some friends, some circle of friends. Refocusing sometimes means that change the area you live. Move from there. Change your group of friends. Sometimes you even have to change your number, change the family. Yeah. You know, I always say something. You cannot climb a tree when somebody, you have dead weight behind on your back. It doesn't mean that you hate them, but you cannot climb to the top of the tree when you have somebody at your back and you're trying to climb. No, go up by yourself and perch at the right place. Then you can pull them up. You can pull them one by one, but you cannot pull them whilst you are at the ground with them. You can't. Hallelujah. So you've got to ditch some friends. I know you love them. I know they are, but you, I'll, I'll see you guys later. Let me sort myself out. When I'm sorted, I'll sort you out. But for now, I need myself sorted out. I need to climb to the top of the tree. I need to repent myself. Refocus my actions. And now, it's easier for me to pull you up. Because now I am sorted. Hallelujah. What, what David said when he was praying in Psalm 51, when he was asking God for repentance, he said, when I am converted, I will teach sinners your ways. When I am sorted, it will be easier to bring more people, to tell people my story and use my story and my experience to, to help deliver people. But now I need to think about me and how I can get me better. I need to get out of this mess. It's time to refocus. Restrategize. Change some friends. Change some things. Move some things out of the way. It doesn't mean you hate them. But this is not a time to deal with them. Have you realized that the people who always, there are some people who always drag you back. When you, when, you are, when you are moving with them, when you're always chatting with them, one phone call just takes you back. You have come to church. You have heard this message. Now you feel like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. But as soon as you move from the foyer and you call, you hear the phone call, you hear the voice of the person, you go back. So right, let's, let, let, let's, let's just have one, one higher and then we'll, I'll start the change tomorrow. It's like, oh, no, 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 let's come, come for dinner, and then it's like, oh, like let's get some drinks on, we'll, we'll ask for change, for credit, come tomorrow, for change, come tomorrow, we'll, we'll change tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, it, behold, today is the appointed day. Today is the right day, not tomorrow. It was a great message, but pastor, we'll start it tomorrow. No, 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 we are starting now. I said we are starting now. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Hallelujah. In Philippians 3, Paul says that I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget the things that are past and I press on. It's time to press on towards the goal of the prize for the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. And it says that as many as are matured, let them have this mindset. Amen. Let them have this mind. 
Last one. So S is what? Stop making excuses. T is what? Take inventory. A is what? R is what? T. The last one, the last T. No. The last T is trust God. Not take inventory. Inventory is the first T. Trust God. Mark chapter 11 verse 22. Have faith in God. Jesus answered. Trust God that God will bring you out. Trust God that God will pull you out. Yesterday I was saying to the brother when I went to see him, I said, trust God. People may forget you. Family may even forget you at times. But God will never forget you. Trust God. He says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. There is no depth that you can sink to that God's grace and love cannot pick you up from. There is no, there is no limit to his love. There's no, there's no place that you can go that as for this, I've gone beyond redemption. God is in the restoring business. God is a restorer. I said, God is a restorer. He rest- it doesn't matter how many times you've fallen. It doesn't matter how deep your fall is. God is ready. I just want you to trust God. I just want to have this faith that God will hear my voice. Bow your heads with me. Father, I have given the word that you gave me for your sons and daughters because you are calling them to repentance. Father, I thank you that the spirit of God now has a seed to water, has a seed to work on in them. Give them, oh God, the grace to respond to this word. If you are in this room, you want to say, Pastor, it's me. I need to start today. I need to start today. I'm not going to allow anything to hold me back. Like the prodigal son, it's time to start making your way to the father's house. 